0: I really, I'm taking like a really devilish pleasure in just like washing all the dishes after like
1: Ooh, me and Cedra
0: yeah. eat. I just do all the dishes. I just like don't even want to like. I don't know. I don't want to be like a shitty fucking just person. I just, I'm, I'm taking a joy out of like. I just like cleaning. I don't know. It's funny because Cedra, like recently just got promoted. Like they're professionally like kind of thriving right now which is hilarious but like i'm just like home and they're like living their professional life and i'm just like starting to feel like a stay-at-home pet and so like to combat that i just like want them to like just come home to something nice and clean so i'm kind of just like relishing in like the domesticated experience um i don't know there's also a book i'm reading by tom robbins that i think is really funny and oh whoa what book uh, even cowgirls get the blues. I haven't read that one. I read okay. Still Life with
2: Woodpecker, which is really good. I have. Yeah, also my roommate
1: just gave me that. Still Life with Woodpecker, of the dozen books I've read in my life, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I. I mean, he's a great. He's like three people like suggested me. They're like, dude, I think you would really love Tom Robbins, and like, yeah, like I love it. It's like very cerebral. It's like very absurd, but like philosophical, and um, right. So, like, I'm like reading that and, like, you know, like things that stick out to me writing rise, I'll like write down in my notebook and, like, play off it or just, like, I'm still doing writing, but I don't know. I'm like mostly washing dishes, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. I, I, today I need to have like a good, good cleaning day. Yeah. It's like it's spring.
0: No, I know. It's weird that it's, it's like such a weird juxtaposition that it's like the most beautiful days everyone's seen. Oh man. It's a, oh yeah. It's torture. It's torture. A, it's torture. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. For those know. who don't know, for
1: those who, who don't live here in, in Portland, Oregon, um, it's been a beautiful past five days. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, each of those days most that- people have been inside or I've been at work or, I mean, it's torturous. Remember we have not had like a spring down? this early in so long, I think
2: yeah yeah, it started out by snowing, and then it yeah, was like beautiful. everyone forgot about oh that. right,
1: it was snowing, and then the next morning it was like perfect weather outside
2: like the best weather
1: <laughs> and then yeah, it's I been spring break that. ever since yeah,
2: spring quarantine break. But it's actually been so like I've been so happy that it's been nice, even though you can't really like really enjoy it because I'm trying to imagine like this next week is supposed to be just like raining the whole week. I'm trying to imagine if we kick this shit off with everyone just being like seasonally depressed the whole time. I think we. I think people would just be like going insane at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I just, it's yeah. a saving grace that it's been so sunny. Yeah, Hadrian. What's up?
1: Are you a reader? Are you a writer? Are you a like TV show binger? What's been your quarantine I activity?
3: i doing all three. Right now, I'm reading the biography of uh, Pistol Pete Maravich.
1: Wow. That's, Wait, yeah, I yeah. think I've uh, I think I've read some of that at like a pretty young age.
3: Sling yeah, yeah,
2: dimes.
1: Oh no, he He's, was slinging uh, tons of dimes, right? And he didn't even have the three point line. He just like. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> he would have been yeah, scoring like did. what forty plus points a game or something.
3: Yeah, he's the well, he's the greatest uh college basketball player of all time. Um and uh, yeah, was one like of the greatest college. players, but also he had he had a lot of demons and stuff, so uh he could have been greater, but you know. It's just a great dramatic kind of story, life arc, you know. Uh huh. And it's uh yeah. He died at a young age, so but I haven't gotten to that part yet. So Oh okay. Don't ruin it. Well how do you know then?
1: <laughs> Don't spoil <laughs> i
3: already know the end <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're a sports guy
3: yeah a little bit are you I mean, are
1: yeah. you are you a current sports guy
3: yeah yeah for sure
1: okay so you're you're pretty you're yeah, also like things, us probably not doing good. too well with, with with no sports
3: yeah well i mean i'm not a very big football guy so um but I, i'm a big basketball baseball guy and both of those things have been uh, cancelled. So I'm. Uh, I
1: I yeah. think as long as for no reason the NFL doesn't have to get any sc- like real scheduled stuff uh cancelled, like if if they can kind of get back on board, then they're the real w- winners in all of this just because of the timing.
3: They are, they are, they really
1: are. Because uh, March Madness gone, <laughs> NBA might not happen. Obviously, nope. all the other sports that are happening. Uh, they take a pretty big though,
3: hit. As much as I like sports, I, I understand how much of it, uh, how much time I waste on it. Yeah. Um, watching it, uh, reading about it, uh, playing my video games. Right. Um, right. Oh my God. I don't don't get a, don't,
1: and don't get, don't get started way, with a fantasy like, team. Cause then you'll waste twice as much time.
3: I just, you know, I just started, a, my baseball fantasy team for the first time ever, um, this month. But, uh, you know, the season's not going to happen for... <laughs> that didn't last long. long so. <laughs> yeah. it was Basically a short season. It. It's, ni- it's nice to uh, have time for, uh, you know, other things, creative things. and
1: My activity's been the movie thing. So all the long-ass movies oh. I've been putting off, like The Irishman, and oh. uh, There Will been Be Blood, now. and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
0: Oh, man, you got to tell me, like, because I'm... I don't know. That's like really like my my true love is is cinema. I don't know. Like I, what are your thoughts on The Irishman? Irishman. Yeah,
1: The Irishman pretty damn good. <laughs> what do you I'm, think about Irish I'm I'm, man? I'm really glad it's so focused on De Niro because he's like the most entertaining part of it or it's just so? interesting to watch him make decisions based on what everybody else around him does.
0: I
3: hey, know no, it's no spoilers, though. No spoilers, spoiler. but the
1: movie is, is like it's it's really paced against. Like I feel like, um, hmm, I I feel like good movies usually have a really active character at the center of it that that are driving the decisions of the movie. But I do think uh, it's it's flipped in a way where it you know it's not really always his say the way things mm-hmm. go, and then That's it's, a really- it's cool to see him react to things.
0: That's an interesting way to look at that character, but it's so true, and that's what kind of makes it, like, funny to me. Like, he, you're essentially just watching this movie about a henchman between two other really big mafia guys. Yeah. Like, in most other mafia movies, like, Robert De Niro's character is just, like, the henchman that kind of just, like, does the, like, annoying cho- chores and shit. So it's, like, no, I'm with you. It is interesting to place the the role of the protagonist in in uh, a character's hands like that who is like so just like kind of just
1: like just carrying little, out orders he'll just, or yeah he'll
0: just like do whatever like the higher up say so yeah, yeah it's an interesting way to look at it
1: yeah and uh i mean it was it, it was the perfect time i was like damn all of a sudden i got three and a half hours to just sit this sit this one out um so yeah movies have, have been my thing and then um I, I I'm a big King of the Hill fan, so it's been King of the Hill Marathons, right. too, as of as of late.
0: Everything clean, hey, clean hey, out here, hey, man. <laughs> hey. It's gone,
2: it's still clean, man. Fuck a ronavirus, man. Everything <laughs> I'm not here to say, check me
0: out, man. Fuck a ronavirus, I'll punch on me, his jaw, jaw. Fuck a ronavirus, man, that nigga nigger sound like I don't drink my
3: clothes, run up with a mess I you like that song, fuck coronavirus cause that pussy nigga hatin', fuck coronavirus cause I heard that nigga racist, bitches on my dick, I'm the jack, then she the
1: patient, yeah. We in a state of emergency shit, man. Bitch, So I motion yeah, I, I, Dev Demolino, motion yeah. To uh, to move Fuck Coronavirus 2020 By Big S- Baby Scumbag, yeah. Scumbag To being yeah. the uh, temporary yeah. National anthem of the United States of America Yeah,
3: I definitely agree with this
1: sentiment. Yeah, like I think the narrative here, right, and the underlying message, and the uh, the uh, social health overtones, you know, they're they're, they're accented really well here.
0: Well, it, it genuinely spooks me. Like I thought someone was coughing. I thought one of you three were coughing, but it's just <laughs> yeah, the beat.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just coughing on the beat. Yeah. It's just reminding you that, uh, you know, when you, it's kind of like a Pavlov's dog reaction, right? If you hear the coughs, then you'll you'll immediately think to uh, sanitize your hands and get clean.
0: Yeah, no, it, it spooks you. It scares you into into cleaning your hands. Yeah,
1: so there's like a level of psychology that Big Baby Scumbag is really able to incorporate here, too, that I think is is wow. really fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've never um, heard of this
0: guy. Big Baby Scumbag?
1: Big Baby Scumbag, yeah. Fr- friend of the show, low-key. Really? Like, yeah, like he's, 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 he's
0: reached, reached out? out?
1: Well, I've interviewed him. I interviewed oh, him wow. for, a, for a different reason, but uh, yeah, I, I interviewed him, and since that day, he's been my favorite rapper. He's, he's my favorite rapper now.
0: Wow, I'm on his Twitter page right now. He has a fucking He has a Hank Hill Twitter. <laughs> yeah, by.
1: Hank Hill with the mask over his yeah. over his face. Yo, good on you for checking out his Twitter right off the rip.
0: I know, it's kind of nice that we're doing we're not I like obviously I would prefer to do the podcast in person, but it's nice that I can like I can like research everything we're talking about as we're talking about it. But
1: No, really, there are some nice elements to doing it this way actually like it's it's on the fly right now and so i feel a little like just uncertain but but that's uh, where the
0: jazz happens baby but,
1: yes exactly and i also like i'm realizing now i mean we can have people on the show remotely rather easily uh yeah so we could you know this this might mean new things for for the for the new music monday podcast moving forward and that's that's who we are and that's what we're doing right now by the way welcome welcome everybody uh if you're listening out there holla at your motherfucking boy it's uh dev domolino devon marcel whitaker aka the synthesizer of opinions bringing to you live (laughs) the new music monday podcast with my boy pax 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 Pax, what's up
2: hey guys it's pax
1: pax me and you we're hanging in there right we're 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 working men
2: oh yeah we're we're living we're working until till we can't work no more
1: yeah, till we literally drop dead,
2: which probably will be sooner than later.
1: Yeah, sometime in the next couple weeks, maybe three.
2: Yeah, most likely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who knows? World's ending, anything goes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we we got a couple guests with us again, remote pod. So I'm in the studio by myself. Trent's at his home, uh, where he should be. And our friends here are at home where they should be. Uh, this coronavirus shit ain't playing with us, so we not gonna play with it. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's get the the OG friend of the show on here first to introduce himself. Uh, previously known as Este, we got Chaz Matador on yeah, the show. Yeah.
0: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
1: Yeah, we are doing freaking dandy, my brother. How nice. how are you today?
0: Um, today was pretty good. I've, I've been eating like way better like this last week and I feel like the effect in my body, I'm just like, I was just like feeling like really goofy yesterday at like 11 PM and I was like, damn, that's how I know I'm like eating well as if I'm like this goofy, like this late in the night. So Ooh, okay. that's how I feel today. Like in this moment, you caught me in a, in a spunky mood. So no, I'm, I'm having a good day.
1: That's perfect. And maybe, yeah. hey, hey, maybe we're all going a little stir crazy and that's just going to provide better content for the pod, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> no, I've been eating mad. Like, uh, like my meals have been w- significantly better since since the quarantine situation. Like, yeah. i have been kind of stepping up my my chef game a little bit and just that's making good. sure I'm, I'm eating very fulfilling meals. But uh, hey, please introduce to us uh, your, your homeboy.
0: Oh, man. Hadrian. Hey, is, oh, I should have said my description about him before the day either way I, this uh, I'm bringing to the show <laughs> a, a very a great friend, a close collaborator he's a he's a beautiful musician boy who recently just uh, made an EP with me and he played all of the instruments he's he wrote all the music he's been in this really awesome uh band for the past eight years called fire nuns that i i i, oh, at I, first I, I was guys. just like a huge i was just like a huge fire nuns fan and I, w- I just had like the biggest friend crush on hadrian i just wanted to be his friend so so much and uh yeah he's here now and uh i guess that's my introduction here there's hadrian that was a damn good introduction that really was
1: <laughs> you you really set the scene for everybody uh Hadrian, how are you doing today?
3: I'm good. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm good, watching my beer, I'm looking out the window. Is it root beer? I'm down down.
1: Now, I, now, now, I'm realizing I've I've seen a Fire nun show.
3: Oh, have you? I have. Really? Where?
1: Uh, at the Red House. Oh, we yeah. Had, we, we, we had this actually at the, on the on a couple of episodes ago when Smythe was on here. Um, oh, we. Yeah we had this like brain fart about where it was. I saw, um, Oh, I saw the breakfast boys, leisure, leisure league show. Um, and that was that same, that was that same house show in the basement there.
3: Yeah. Uh, that was yeah. a really cool show. Um, uh, mostly because I don't think we really fit in with the sound at all, but people were still really, really, um, Stoked about it. And super mm. nice. Yeah, I mean, that was a great show.
1: So let's fill our listeners in here just for a little bit of context because a lot of times when we bring guests onto the show, we've been keeping them pretty close to home, meaning a lot of people that come on the show know other people that have been on the show. Uh, Chaz Matador, again, FKA Este, is definitely within the circle of people that we've had in here because he's been on the show before. Yes. So. One of our earliest episodes, um, Season 2, Episode 2, was Eyewash, Chaz Matador, and our homie Something Something Brax, who we've talked about on the podcast before, and uh, I want to thank you guys, by the way. I've been meaning to thank you guys personally, or one of you guys personally, or just shout y'all out in in a way, because that Season 2, Episode 2, was our most popular episode for like what for a long time yes like for that whole season and pretty much all of the next season until the end that's so
0: weird to me because no one listened to that ep i wonder why
1: (laughs) (laughs) no like y'all y'all held it down homies came through i I mean maybe it's because you know we, we have some homies that all know us and maybe they wanted to really catch that up so but yeah no that was it was also the um it was the episode where we talked about bandana mad dude. oh right
0: and i had it i still haven't listened to that so i just kind of like i didn't have anything to say
1: <laughs> damn dude that 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 hurts that hurts deep in the soul. Ah, hey, but I'm you heard some of it on the podcast anyway so you got your form <laughs> of reference for it it's fine but yeah you've been on that episode did really well for us for a long time and then um yeah no that's
0: good i'm glad that, to hear
1: yeah 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 so that was always that was always uh exciting to me i thought that was always a really cool episode episode looking back uh oh, yeah. but Certain names you've also seen on this podcast, like Smythe. Y'all are very familiar with Smythe. Smythe and Este, uh, very often collaborators as well. Is that true?
0: Yeah, no, totally. Smythe's one of my, uh, another really great friend. Super, super yep. glad to know him.
1: Y'all got a whole project together.
0: Yeah, it's an EP. You know, it's crazy. We actually, like, I didn't even, like, I wasn't even, like, that close with him, like, when we started making that, like... I don't know. I just because me and Smythe met like we both worked at a job at Portland Parks and Rec. And um I don't know. I just I look back on that project and it's like, damn, that was just like so it feels so long ago. And it feels like so much like personal and like creative development has happened that like, I don't know, it's just weird for me to think back on it and to consider like, oh, yeah, like I did do that. But yeah, me and Smythe have a project. We're like, we're we're working on one right now, but I'm literally gonna, like, have a phone conversation with him after this and, like, see, like... Because we, like, came up with this grandmaster plan, and then, like, <laughs> literally just, like, a week and a half ago, and then, like, this, this pandemic bullshit just uh, <laughs> kept getting worse, and I don't know, we're... Yeah, anyways, we're still friends, we're still collaborating. And, yeah.
1: I'm so happy to hear that. You guys... You guys make really fantastic collaborations, and oh, and, that's good. and and burnt toast was probably my favorite song on the uh, oh. on on Smythe's album. So oh,
0: that's a that's a big compliment because there's a lot of good songs on that, but it is. But good. it's the one
1: that sticks out like a sore thumb in a really good way.
0: That's good. Yeah, I'm glad that yeah, was. So uh,
1: again, yeah. if you want some frame of reference, uh, go to Smythe. Go to that Spotify page at Smythe and uh, check out burnt toast on 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 his most recent album on sporadic and you'll and you'll see the boy over there um all right guys let's why don't why don't, why don't we talk about some music because we're the new music monday podcast Woo. Yeah,
0: i'm down
1: that's what we do right that's like
0: yeah, it's gonna that's, be fun to get to hear like hadrian's because that's i don't not to like out not <laughs> to like interrupt government. the podcast too like not to interrupt too much but like Hadrian has just like he like he has such like a great taste of music, but it's like so, I don't know, you just like don't listen to like a lot about like a lot of like what we're about to hear. So it'll be it'll be nice to like, you're kind of forced to listen to this stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what I say.
1: I <laughs> can't wait to hear what comes out of my mouth. Well, yeah, we're talking about the weekend first. Uh, Trent, you, you ready to talk about the weekend?
2: yeah all right my My dude my weekend just ended but we can talk about the weekend.
1: my weekends you know really just getting started to be honest
2: yeah you just started the song so that makes everyone's
1: having a two-week-long weekend or about to (laughs) maybe a month-long weekend
0: probably gonna be like half a year-long weekend it could be
1: it could absolutely no one
0: knows how long it's gonna fucking last that's what's crazy
1: right yeah it's it's uh yeah well I'm glad we have some weekend music for our especially long weekend because I actually like this album and I've, I've been on record being a, a pretty notorious weekend hater so uh, Trent I wanted to ask you kind of the same way we started off the review of the Jay Electronica album
0: mm-hmm.
1: when did you first come in contact with The Weeknd and when oh, did you start man. being a fan did you ever start being a fan? What's your relationship to Abel? All
2: right, man. I I vividly remember the first time I listened to The Weekend. I was in high school. I think I was in my I think it was sophomore year. No, it must have been like junior year. So and this was, would
1: be like 2013, 12 ish time for us. Yeah,
2: which is and,
1: when those earliest ahead. tapes came out. So that makes sense.
2: Yeah. So um, I was hanging out with. I don't even remember who I was hanging out with but uh, it was like a lady friend at the time and it was what's that shitty song that everyone likes um, hold on I, I can pull up Spotify really quick uh, it was off of House of Balloons like, uh, like
1: I said man I was not a fan at this time
2: I, I got it right here hold on I key
1: despise the man's music
2: well, I, I, okay, I'll just say, while I look for it, I ended up liking him a lot. Like, I listened to a lot of The Weeknd for a while. Um, oh, man, which song was it, dude? It's going to kill me if I don't figure this out. <laughs> uh, oh, Uh, uh High For This. Oh, wow. You know that song, High For This? this.
1: You know that song yeah yeah that was kind of the first, yeah. one it, was of the like first yeah, it was like a popular
2: song it was off you know, uh house of off balloons off, and uh, everyone it. liked hey, it but anyway that's beside it. the point hey, I, heard I heard that I song. song i, I hated, hated it i i was like it this it. song I sucks. I <laughs> sucks but i knew but i, I, I mean, could mean, hear in his I voice that he was that he was talented and i also knew that he had some sort of tie to drake so i was like this might be worth checking out so i listened to that whole trilogy And there was, like, there's a couple cuts out of that shit that, I ended up really fucking with. And, um, and I wouldn't say I'm, like, a big Weekend fan, but my older brother and his, uh, fiancé are obsessed with the Weekend. And when I lived with them, when me and Sarah lived with them, they were, like, constantly talking about the Weekend, flying out to Vegas to see him, all this shit, and so i kind of like vicariously got some sort of pleasure out of the weekend but (laughs) yeah i mean like i don't know there's definitely stuff that i like and there's definitely stuff that i hate and it's pretty much like right in the middle my genuine opinion of the weekend but
1: are you saying like his music at that time was or this project
2: his music just in general i mean this project i actually kind of i kind of like more than Definitely like more than Starboy. I did not like Starboy at all, but he,
1: he kind of kills me with um. It's like one song will be. I mean, he's he's always had some amazing songs to me off plenty of his projects. So I always kind of ask myself like, why don't I like The Weekend? Because everybody else likes The Weekend, and I just right. think it's one of those ones where at some point it's going to click to me, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I, I okay, I, I get this in a way. But no, I never did. Uh. And I remember Starboy coming out and giving it a chance and, you know, same thing, like really hit or miss. But I'm with you there. This this already feels a little bit more. This feels a lot more consistent to me. Let me ask uh, Chaz and Hadrian just real quick. If I mean, if you guys have ever been weekend fans or if you just hear him on the radio or what your relationship to him is.
0: I had like no previous relationship with him, but recently he was in a movie called Uncut Gems that I Yeah I watched yes. Literally I watched that movie six times. I'm like I'm upset I love that movie. I just like couldn't couldn't get enough. So like
1: I think me and Trent both loved it too, right? Oh and Yeah, that awesome.
0: yeah, movie's insane. Um I don't know. I he has a really good voice, and like since watching that movie, I like went back and uh, checked out some of his tracks, and uh, yeah, I mean obviously like the dude's hella talented. My thing is is like I'm just not, I'm not an R R and B guy. It's like, and that's how I kind of felt with the childish Gambino thing. It was just like, I can tell it's good. Like one track in particular, I really liked, but I don't know. In general, it's like I'm not. I just, like, don't go out of my way to listen to R&B a whole lot. So it's, it's just, like, not for me.
1: Word. Well, it's important to kind of... I, I get the same way. Like, music that I don't really have a genuine perspective on. Yeah. I try to refrain from, um, you know, giving too much of my opinion or really formulating too much of an opinion based on, like, do I even really listen to this kind of music? Yeah, it's, place? like, not
0: made for me. So it's just, like, I, there's, like, no point in me even, like coming up with, like, some clever opinion about it, because, like, I'm literally just not listening to it.
1: Hey, well, that's what we're here for. uh, The clever opinions, leave it to us, all right?
0: Oh, dude, no, I, I, dude, I love a clever opinion, but, like, (laughs) but, like, it'll be, like, I'm not going to just, like, come up with an opinion about some shit that I literally haven't even, like, really gone, like, experienced. You know what I mean? Like,
2: well, one thing I think about, like, the Weeknd is an artist where it's like, it so teeters the line of pop and R&B. And in this album specifically, like kind of like electronic, there's some, there's a lot of like elements of that, where I think like anyone is allowed to have any opinion on The Weeknd because he's so mainstream and so well-known. It's like Drake, like I don't, it doesn't matter if you listen to Drake or if Drake makes music for someone like you, you can have an opinion on Drake, that's fair. Like, I you mean
0: can you can hate him the, if you
2: want, that's fair.
0: In the case of Drake, I mean it's the same like Drake has made some songs that I'm like, Oh yeah, I think this is a good song, like this is catchy, but then like I hear the majority of like his discography, and I'm just like, I don't know, I think this is kinda <laughs> shitty. In the case of The Weekend, yeah, like I I listen to uh I listened to some tracks off the new one. 'Cause I yeah. think he performed it for SNL and I like watched yeah. the SNL performance. Mm. It sounded really good. Like I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I did, but it I wasn't intrigued enough to like go and find it though. Yeah. That's
1: fair. I found myself really surprised that I was uh enjoying this album so much. I've been listening to music like uh <laughs> I've been listening to music at work and I listen with these really shitty earbuds. Um, so I use those just to make sure I can like, I can just keep something on and I can keep listening or I can get the general idea of a song when I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, actually both albums we're going to review today. I found myself like really trying to turn up the, the music on my earbuds that just would not go any higher, <laughs> try to hear the details of, 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 these songs. And, um, yeah, when I got this weekend album into like a real pair of headphones, um, that was like the best listen I had on it earlier this morning. Um, so I'm pretty excited about it again. Like I said, literally never been a weekend fan have tried to be at different, at, at a couple different points. So it, it's, uh, it's really kind of exciting to have that. Cause I don't really have too many artists where it takes me that long to get into them. And then they, they have a work that, or they have an effort that, uh, all of a sudden rings like a, a banger to me. Right. Um, Trent, I was I was pretty ready to debate you on like a couple weeks ago you were really beefing with albums that are longer than an hour.
0: Uh-huh. In <laughs> beefing? That's funny that I don't know, it's a <laughs> funny
1: idea. <laughs> I mean, he was pretty he was pretty peeved about the idea. Uh but uh, yeah. and 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 then I was looking back at some of the older uh weekend albums and sure enough, a lot of them are are over 60 Sixty five, seventy minutes long? Yeah, um, but my
2: but the thing about like
1: But this one is so, fifty six.
2: Yeah, but okay like older albums like older weekend albums it's the so kind of music say? Hey hello? You hear me?
1: I'll try and went out there for a sec Oh
0: man Oh, oh no
1: <laughs> He'll <laughs> come back.
0: Yeah he'll it sounded like his, his kitchen, kitchen started, started. talking oh, that's- to him or something Right, it was no, kitchen
1: noise, I'm kitchen noise and then I'm preparing a duck. And, then, All right, and then, wait. and then his bar just went silent. Hey. You guy. Hear me?
2: Yeah, sorry my internet has been really choppy the last couple of days, but
1: um what uh, going? What I was going to say was
2: the uh, the older Weekend albums specifically. My problem is when it's a it's an it's like over an hour long album by anybody where it's either There's two circumstances where over an hour long is fine with me. If like every song is super dynamic and makes me want to listen to the next song, which is like, I'd say about 2% of the albums that I've listened to that are over an hour long. It doesn't happen often for me. Or it's the kind of music where you can just throw it on. It doesn't really matter if you're listening that intently and and none of it is going to make you like perk your ears up really. And the thing about the weekend's earliest albums, specifically trilogy, is that's what kind of music is, is. I don't really care about what he's doing on the album, but I can put it in the background and listen to it for an hour long, and that's fine. Like I'm not worried about that.
1: Word, yeah, Vibeer. He he was doing these Vibeer albums that yeah. You know you kind of I, I guess yeah you kind of have them on repeat. Uh, i could see why they they could be that long but especially if you're not like if you're in my position you think his music's kind of boring then you know over 60 minutes of music is going to make that even worse that's
2: how i feel about Janae aiko like i just don't think she's she's not that interesting for an hour long but she's not exactly the kind of music that i want to just like chill out to either
1: right Hey, using so. that same line of thought, how interesting did you find him to be over the course of the... How much did you find yourself being interested in what he had to say or do or show on the record for how long it ended up being at 56 minutes?
2: I actually thought that like like track to track, I thought it was... It's honestly probably my favorite weekend album. Now I'm like thinking about it. I just think that like the sounds that he did were different than shit that he's done before and the stuff that does sound like his older shit or like Starboy or whatever was better quality than those other albums.
0: So I agree. like,
2: I agree. I, instance, heard, I, th- I heard, I heard there's some... like a really, uh, there's a really like heavy, like eighties, early nineties pop influence on this thing. Yes.
1: And that's, that that's pretty fire. So,
2: right? Yeah. It's so endearing. Like I, I want to listen to it more because not a lot of people are doing that in pop music right now. I don't know. I just thought he had a lot to offer and like a lot, and he did really well with what he, what he wanted to do on the album.
1: Yeah, I think um, from album to album, uh, Abel has really uh, grown in popularity a yeah. lot. I do give him props, kudos on, especially with the last couple albums at least he's been trying these different thematic ideas or aesthetic ideas he's been trying to kind of individualize the albums from one to the next a little bit more because that was a problem for me too like weekend music just kind of always sounded like weekend music and it had this to me this stigma behind it or this perception of what it kind of always ended up sounding like to me which was you know usually again to my ears eh, they're just okay I saw him get some more unique ideas into this last project, but overall, yeah, I wasn't in love with Starboy either, uh, and it was kind of a frustrating album given that there were some really good parts and, some, and a lot of parts I didn't like. Um, this is that one though for me right now, that uh, I, it's a good composition of ideas, all the different songs, like there's no real dud to me in the track listing. Um, there are some fantastic songs to me the the ones I put in the playlist New Music Monday by Dev Demolino Spotify playlist and on Apple uh, like those three songs I put in there were really really big highlights for me and uh, yeah overall I thought like the singings great the songs right songwritings great aesthetically I loved a lot of the 80s influences that went into it and I too also heard like different components of his different uh eras of sound um all coming together to sound nice cohesive uh a good yeah. good overall project
3: like it's
2: weird because it's like it sounds like a weekend project like like it it's very notably him but it sounds either of higher quality or different enough to make it way more like interesting to me. Yeah. Like
1: somehow it got so much better despite the fact that I don't really feel like he went through so many changes. I just, I think he got some, um, some really, really catchy melodies on a couple songs that, that, uh, really helped carry this project. And he filled out the rest of the tracks with, um, stuff that's not too far off from what he's done before, but, sound fresh sound new i like the lyrics a lot i think the lyrics too are kind of a struggle for some uh weekend albums especially the ones that are really long i think this is shorter more concise and straight to the point it focuses on what uh the weekend has kind of always done well but at different eras of his his uh musicianry if you will uh, of his catalog if you will and yeah just like 14 pretty damn good songs um i probably will be i'll be bumping this man i'm pretty excited about this
2: is this like a is this a runner for not like album of the year but is this something you might consider as like a top 20 album of the year
1: yeah i'm gonna so we're gonna do a a month recap i'm gonna start like keeping track of my albums of the year as we go along the different months and i think this is i mean when i think about the other albums that are up there right now for me Like circles, uh, which a deluxe of that came out this week too. We'll try to hit a couple or hit the one or two songs. Um, Yeah, this is up there, man. This is already up up there for sure. So, uh, and then as far as R&B goes, that's an even more narrow category. Category where I really don't see this being bested in terms of someone who's as popular as The Weeknd is, because this album sold 400,000 units today in the streaming era is pretty nuts uh uzi sold you know 300,000 one week and 200,000 the next week with another new album um the weekend just came right out the door with with 400 so uh yeah very very popular artist very good album i think that's a i think that's a tough combination to to get
0: i'm with you
1: cool i'm glad we uh i'm glad i got to drink
0: something from a cup or something what was that
1: yeah it was that ice slushing around Who's slushing around <laughs> ice on my podcast?
2: Y'all, y'all are crazy. I, uh, my out, like I said, my allergies are crazy right now. So I ah, uh, uh,
0: uh, okay.
1: Yeah, okay. no, no. I'm, I'm we we chilling, man. Do what you do. Do what you do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> next we're gonna talk about this week's music and last week's music. So, like I said, we got the Circle's deluxe album, um, which just includes two new songs from Mac Miller uh, in this session. So. Uh, what was it at before like 12 songs overall yeah, and now it's yeah. like 14 yeah that so right and floating 13 and 14 uh two new songs they're cool um just kind of help fill out the album a little bit more
2: Uh if Mac Miller wasn't, like, again, and I don't want to, like, make this. I don't want to be too controversial here, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, if Mac Miller was still alive, how much would you. How much would people really fuck with this album?
1: You know, I was thinking about that. Uh, w- when I was listening to these songs, I was thinking exactly about that. And where I think. I'm gonna I, I'm actually gonna say i th- I think I would still receive this as like an exciting turn in his career and probably one of his better albums yet uh-huh. though obviously the music is just going to sound differently based yeah. on the circumstances and I think that's worth taking into account it's like I think that's worth evaluating to a degree like or What am i saying really for me being okay with the fact that uh, the message here changes and evolves a little bit in a way that i personally found really rewarding um just because of the circumstances and the way this had to be released you know it's all about the musical experience at the end of the day yeah but i i I still think i would i would really like this album it's just that by the time it was getting to swimming was approaching like, yeah, people were generally less excited about Mac Miller than they, than they had been. Yeah. And, um, it really wasn't until he passed that, that really did change. I mean, I think we forget it changed a lot. I think his, uh, our perception of Mac Miller music changed a lot at that time.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, well, first I'll just give my quick opinion. I if you take away the facts which you can't i mean it it's stupid to like think like this because the fact of the matter is he has passed away but if you take that out of the equation i don't love circles i I think it's like like, it's like a really good album given what happened and (laughs) the perspective (laughs) the perspective of, of the album changes a lot and you start to like
0: uh, and again, we don't know if the
2: album would have been different if he were still alive. So it's it, again, it's I don't know why I'm even saying this, but no, I, I, r- I respect
1: you keeping it real because it kind of comes down to what your prerogative is as a, you know, if we're in our situation as someone t- uh, taking a position or or critiquing the album, like yeah. uh, it does depend on how you kind of see it. Because to me, yeah. I just kind of came out like feeling like okay, well, I'm gonna take what the scenario is and i think in a way it enhances the music that i'm listening to so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it points for that basically
2: yeah well because i didn't even realize until the deluxe came out and i got two more songs that sound i mean they it's not like they're too they're definitely songs that were probably considered on the album but so when the deluxe comes out it i start to realize like i don't really like the sound of this album all that much mm. like it's kind of it kind of two more songs on the album kind of made it like a little laborious for me to like listen to the thing like i'm Man. kind of like i don't know i really want to listen to all this so i mean that being said like it is kind of like you have to take into account because notably for me it's like when he passed more than any other artist that i've that has passed in my lifetime i saw how many people like had never talked about Mac Miller, like all of a sudden being like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss the fuck out of Mac Miller. And whether or not that's just because like it kind of sparked something in you, like man, I should have appreciated what I had while he was here. Yeah. Or it's like kind of like, are you kind of fronting a little bit just because you want to seem like you? It doesn't matter. But, um, but I mean, it's just like it's kind of crazy the way that that kind of thing changes the perception of an album. And if I were to take it away, I, I this album's kind of boring to me, but. That being said, I mean
1: So is swimming the better album?
2: By far. Wow. Like, at, first it, at first it was a little bit a, a toss up for me. Go ahead. But now now that I've had a little, time to let it breathe Now had to, to let, let it breathe, breathe, I'm just like no nah, swimming is miles above circles for me.
1: Word. I haven't I haven't uh really held that comparison in a in a minute, so I'll have to do that again because they're, they're close to me. They're decently close to me there's there some amazing tracks on on swimming there's some really really good ones on circles too yeah. um just to speed through some of what's on here uh, amazing amazing song by thundercat and ty dolla sign and little b uh That's just crazy, man. never would imagine those three forces coming together for the greater good of the entire universe but here we are yeah um we got a rico nasty single we got uh, a song on here. Two songs on here I want you to check out if you haven't yet. If you haven't gone to the playlist. Two songs I want you to check out that are low-key bangers, but they're deep cuts to this to this playlist because we got a lot of good music on here. Childish Major, Wife You. that's up there near the top. Um, and then the new Key song. Key with an exclamation point. Let's go. Both of those absolute fucking bangers. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Sada Baby project because... We got two better albums. Um, John Legend out with a song that samples the next episode by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Thought that was kind of weird. And our friend, our friend, YBN Namir, where are you? Where have you been? My friend, YBN Namir, where's your album? Where is it coming out? Uh, He's got a new song out with G-Eazy and Offset. (laughs) And uh, shout out Haley Williams too. Haley Williams of Paramore. (laughs) She's got uh, like a, a really. It's, her singles have been fire too. She's coming out with that with the album. Um, Trent, last week we talked about j Electricity. Oh wait, he's gone. Where's Trent? Oh no! Oh Trent! All right, it's cool. He, his internet's bugging. It's okay. I'll I'll carry on this section without him. We we don't need him. All right, right, right. I'm right. trying to
0: him. give you.
1: The best feedback I can <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool man, it's cool We'll just run right through it J-Electronica, okay. uh, a, a written testimony That album came out We've been waiting for that J-Electronica album for 10 years Yeah, and did it live up? It, huh?
0: Did it live up?
1: Um, I went into it with Not 10 years worth of expectations Like I had been waiting that long But I really, really tried to just Expect nothing uh, The best I could And so, with that in mind, no, it came out sounding like a a really good album. Um, Trent's saying he can't hear us. Uh, Like I said, I'll keep carrying on until we get to a good stopping point. Word. So... Yeah, it was a good project, but it's a weird project. It's a weird project for reasons that I, I won't get into, but it, it really comes Jay-Z's down to... on it and shit? Yeah, because the Jay-Z thing and, and all this time, all the hype surrounding it, Like you just can't really evaluate it like every other project out there. Um, but 71% of people on the New Music Monday Instagram story that voted said it was like either their album of the year so far or close to that range. So it's, I mean, people were rating it very highly uh their favorite songs were never ending story and the closing track that's an acronym lil uzi vert also came out with some new bangers uh he dropped an album two weeks ago and and then decided to double up and drop lil uzi vert versus the world 2 a sequel uh 58 of you guys out there said that uh the original album eternal sorry eternal attack was the better of the two um, Don Tolliver another album we talked about on here 38% of y'all said it was a great album you know the other uh 62% saying hey it's all right like me like Trent we were like eh, hey, this is okay uh and then the song of the week was Tiana Taylor's We Got Love there wasn't that many big singles out there so 78% of y'all said that was a slapper and uh yeah that was the music from last week now let's try to get my boy trent back in here um <clears throat> guys we are back from a technical difficulty trent louder how you doing did you pass your health check
2: oh i passed it all right okay
1: you're feeling good you're feeling great right asymptomatic i
2: got my, I got my crispy chickpea pasta
1: oh okay
2: see that's like more description than just pasta you so did just happened. just say
1: pasta at one at one point which could be anything
2: yeah, Sarah made crispy chickpea pasta with shallot and kale.
1: Fuck, nice. dude. You know, I've been seeing on your guys' Instagrams like the kind of the kind of meals y'all been having and I've been wondering who's been cooking them up.
2: Oh, <laughs> dude. If it looks good, it was Sarah. Yeah. But both of y'all
1: are but both of y'all are pretty nice.
0: Wait, what did Hadrian say? What did you say, Hadrian? Nothing,
3: I'm just
0: being silly. Uh, okay, well,
3: right.
1: that's what we came here to do.
0: We like silliness?
1: Yeah. Bring that on down.
3: I just said, uh, did somebody
1: say cooking? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dude, Ryan, we did. It was silly. <laughs> okay, so obligatory in retrospect, uh, Trent, pretty exciting stuff. The posts that we've been doing have been fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, eighty-six point nine for old dirty bastard. Thirty-six chambers, returning thirty-six chambers. Um, kind of high uh, to me.
2: Um, I don't know, it's, uh, are we doing, are we still doing a, um, so wu Tang solo album? Did we already do that?
1: Yeah, we already did that, the ranking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I put it as, like, the fourth, my fourth favorite. I don't know. It's really good. I don't know, 86, yeah, you're right, probably a little high. I think it's
0: innovative, but, like, it, it's, like, I don't, I think it's innovative, but, like, I don't actually listen to it for, like, pleasure. I think it's one of those albums
2: that maybe isn't, like, that great, but the influence it has on music yeah, is exactly. pretty important. Like, we wouldn't have a lot of, like, Tyler the Creators and shit without that. Like, him and uh, ODB and, like, DMX and shit really made it kind of, like, uh, I don't know, not cool, but made it, like, possible to be super fucking weird and <laughs> yourself with yeah, that I- music, so...
1: People have said this that uh, he kind of walked so XYZ artist you know could could yeah. run and yeah I think that's that's the case for a few different few different uh like
2: Danny uh, Brown oh we wouldn't have a Danny Brown without an ODB I don't think
1: yep yeah and he he's deliberately channeled a lot of that ODB energy um it's yeah. kind of cool because like Jpeg mafia did you know does the same thing mm-hmm. um it's kind of cool to see what artists ended up like really pulling from him. Um, and I'm glad it's been some artists that really have a lot of skill themselves because Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia are two guys that I see that have a lot of skill, um, that I, I think, you know, uh, outpaces what ODB was really, uh, had the wherewithal to really do musically. Yeah. And so they can kind of accelerate his spirit in a way, um, that I think is, is really rad. But yeah, to me, honestly, I mean, I rated it at like a seven, so I'd be a whole, um 17 points uh, down from the average score i don't know Um, what
2: i gave it uh i don't know if i rated it on that post but i probably would give it like at least a 7.6 7.7 i don't know
1: actually i think i gave it a seven and a half now that i'm thinking about it yeah i think it was seven and a half but still yeah a a little overrated to me but classic album and such a beloved artist (laughs) yeah you know that's that's that makes sense and then we did the uh underground series, so we had Boldy James, the Price of Tea in China. We've talked about that album numerous Still times in this podcast. Album of the year so far. Yeah, Trent's album of the year thus far. Uh you came in with what, like a eight and ah! a half? It? Yeah, eight
2: point four. I haven't loved an album, like really gone crazy for an album this year yet though, so
1: you know, I, I just had like probably my best listen to this album. My most exciting listen to to Price of tea at China so I was kind of like yeah. cautiously excited about it at first and now I'm now I'm a little bit more towards where where you're at yeah. but that that came out to a seventy seven point one percent which I kind of maybe wished would be a little bit higher
2: uh, it's kind of low to me man That's it's like a little eight. low to me That's be eight.
1: the underground series in general usually gets like mid scores it's I don't I don't know if I've seen one that that did eighty percent
2: yeah which is weird because we have a bunch of like little hipster ass motherfuckers on our shit seems like they'd be all over the underground stuff.
1: Yeah, they don't they don't pack enough bricks to really identify, I guess. <laughs> um, Rat Ferreira, Uh FKA Milo, Purple yeah. Moonlight Pages album drop. Smythe has been real excited about about that album. He's been he he even hounded me on my score of the album. Yeah,
0: he let us know. Yeah,
1: he did. He did. He's he's uh he's been letting what us know. What was your he's... score? Yeah, it, really, really. That's no what... wait.
0: What was what was your score?
1: Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, mm, seven and a half. Damn, uh, nah,
2: that's pretty you gave, it... you gave it lower than that. No, I didn't. Really? I gave it a seven eight, and he didn't say anything to me.
1: <laughs> I maybe gave it a seven. I, I maybe gave it a seven.
2: seven. It's it a, a really seven. great album, dude.
1: Uh, it's a good album
2: it it definitely was i'm glad that spencer made me listen to it
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah like made me really take a second look at it yeah because i um, liked it
2: but it's not like he said it's album of the year it's not album of the year
1: i'm interested i'm interested i'm really open to it growing to me uh, growing on me a little bit more i um i just haven't really given it hasn't demanded my attention yet without me like kind of like uh outright going out of my way to listen to it you know
0: yeah Yeah. i haven't found
1: so because the way for me the way things work is like songs just pop into my head and then i think oh like that's kind of what pulls me to remember to go listen to an album since Mm. there's so much music out there and i just haven't done that yet which doesn't mean that it's not a great album uh it just means like it hasn't like just outright uh blown my doors off yet but the cool part about this was that milo actually came into our comment section and beefed yeah. uh <laughs> really yeah he did he did uh he he said that the one guy who gave it a four out of the 10 was was a hater which i did think that was really low i thought that was re- i wouldn't i would not go below like a six or a seven on that album
0: wait, wait where like in on what like platform uh,
1: instagram. on instagram on instagram uh on the obligatory instagram page comment section of that post
0: obligatory
1: obligatory obligatory <laughs> means mandatory most important most you know you you got to know about this uh, right this now this your, second
0: oh okay, so like wait is it, do you like, guys run this
1: we're uh we send scores for this we we contribute a lot behind the scenes. Trent's out again um, uh, okay but the concept is there's a, a group of us who send scores every time we want to review an album. And then we get a percentage based off of those scores. We take all those, and then we, we tell our followers what albums we're reviewing, and then they get a chance to score the album. They get to a chance to, you know, tell us what their score of the album is. We take those two scores, we put them together, and that's the, the the average score of the album. So when we're saying like 77%, that means you know some people gave it an 8.6, some people gave it a five and a half. You know, we got the the ultimate average out of all of that. okay we're punching in 24 hours later what's up sorry what was that i said uh okay (laughs) punching in this gambino review because it didn't quite make the cut for last night's conversation
2: Mm. yeah some technical difficulties
1: first internet pod man you know it's it, it, it rome wasn't built in a day you know what they say that's what the romans said and we do what the romans say in roman in roman land (laughs) trent uh unlike most of the albums we review on this podcast you had you know the better part of a week to soak it up so did did you feel like it was a good album to have that much time to soak it up you know in reference to the other albums that we usually do
2: um you know honestly I didn't really soak it up all that much I listened to it when you sent the the uh, google file
1: the leak I listened,
2: I listened to that and then I listened to it one more time at work but other than that I didn't really like soak it all in all that much
1: I did I did try to soak it up uh I mean even one week out yeah you know, it's not a ton of time and it's not every day we get the childish Gambino album
2: that's a good point yeah I mean like um there are certain songs that I have listened to you know multiple times uh the 21 savage song I great song definitely, definitely fucked with.
1: Would you say that's like your number one so far?
2: Yeah, that's the one that like I remember the best, but that's probably just because of the
1: feature. Uh, it's really vibrant too. Well, I, I guess yeah. a lot, I guess all these songs are, are vibrant.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's like a lot going on. It was hard for me, especially with the, the lack of uh, titles on the tracks on the streaming version
1: yeah Uh, yeah
2: like pinpoint a song that i like a lot they all kind of like blend in together in a good way
1: in a good way do you think he you think that was kind of like maybe the purpose behind it
2: yeah i mean it was it was interesting the way that he released it on his website was like in a continuous loop So I feel like to do that, you kind of have to make an album that flows pretty cohesively. Right. Um, So, I mean, I'm sure that was like in the back of his mind, but that's not to say that like some of these songs are good when they stand alone, too. It's not just like I can't listen to any song without listening to it as a full album. Mm hmm. But I do think it's kind of like it's a better experience. At least the first time through to listen to the whole thing all the way through
1: yeah did you uh did that bother you like the the lack of a album cover and the out and the lack of the song titles or did it just make it hard to pinpoint a song that you or songs that you liked individually from others
2: wait hold up are we even recording
1: no (laughs) (laughs) uh actually yes we are um because i'm recording yeah we actually are i wasn't recording through ZenCaster, but i'll turn that on too
2: all right Uh, what did you just say again sorry i was distracted by if we were even getting this uh
1: you're good um yeah does does the lack of an album cover and the lack of song titles does that bother you at all like in in digesting this thing because for me it i get i i do take in the the title of the album the art you chose to represent the album we've had this conversation and you know to a lesser degree the song titles can be interesting in a way too or they they do help me like you say Uh, individualize certain songs or just remember them a little bit easier Uh, it's kind of reason why like some of the brockhampton songs are hard to remember individually because they're kind of random um but i digress from gambino yeah it's it's a part of the meal for me so it does that bother you to not have an album artwork you know, and a title and no song titles, except for two.
2: Uncover. And would I like to have some reference for that? Cause track titles give you kind of a frame of reference for like the album. I mean, yeah, like I would like that, especially considering Gambino, he's like generally been like a really conceptual artist and like, Awaken My Love has like one of the most fire album covers ever and because the internet has like a great like story and like framework to it but like in the same way that like I was confused and sort of like taken aback by Untitled Unmastered I don't really care now um like, I feel like in a couple, you know, after a couple listens or letting this album sit for a while, I'm not really going to give a shit whether or not I had an album title or, uh, or album cover that has track titles, because it's like, I'm still going to be able to reference it after listening to it enough times, like track to track. And I mean, an album cover is cool, but if the music's good enough, that's not like the end all be all. I mean... Overall, I really like this album without those components. If they had the components, it'd probably be like,
1: in, yeah, it gets in the running, uh huh. There's I, I don't know. Yeah, there's something about that that extra right. component or visual component that helps me get excited about an album. And for some reason, I feel like the lack of these things kind of deflates my ability to get excited about. I don't know maybe just i value the aesthetics of the album and that was not what was wanted for this you know streaming release
2: i would get that if it was like an anticipated album but i like i mean other than the fact that i've been like oh i can't wait till he puts out another album i had no idea this was happening nobody did like no one had any idea that he was gonna put it on his website and then later drop it on like a saturday night sunday morning So like, I mean, maybe like that, that kind of hype from an album cover or track list affects me a lot when it's like dropped in advance. Like I see that stuff in advance, I get really excited. But I mean, if I think of this album as like any album from a less notable artist or like somebody who I wasn't really anticipating an album from, like most of the time, I don't even know that someone's gonna drop an album. So I'm not even, caring about that stuff until i see it mm-hmm. so in that sense like i can't really knock this project for that because i didn't even know this was happening i had no there was no rumors at least in in my i didn't hear anything about it until it was up and somebody was like yo there's a canvino album online right now
0: mm. so, so th- i
2: mean if like i guess if i had gotten that stuff in advance it might have like piqued my interest or like contributed more to my overall enjoyment mm. but the fact that it was so unexpected i don't really care that in the end i don't really have those things
1: right i think i think the end all be all is the music you know at the en- at the end you of know. the day uh and i think he delivered on the music like pretty high key yeah. here um i'm i'm s- i'm plateauing at a space of uh either like Really having enjoyed this album and knowing that some individual songs here are really, really marvelous. Mm -hmm. I admire the evolution of Gambino. Uh, Something about this feels like, you know, I guess I'll say a lot of this just feels like something only he could really make or try to tackle at this current time yeah um so I, I'm sitting at this point where I know there's a lot of things there's a lot of value in this album uh, that is worth getting excited about and I'm just wondering like is it gonna keep getting better to me is it gonna you know and that's probably something I'll see over time but is it gonna be something I continue to just get more excited about uh, or do I kind of fizzle out just knowing yeah this is a really this is a really solid really 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 good record. Um, me, where, yeah,
2: I would bet. I would bet on it growing on me even more. Yeah.
1: Like, would you say you're kind of in the same area as me right now, or where are you starting at with you know with the first couple listens?
2: I actually started out like not really loving it. Uh-huh. Like the link that you sent, I don't know if it was the order of the tracks or something. Because to preface this all, like, like it was out on it was out on the website on the loop, and then it really quickly disappeared. Like it dropped on uh, Saturday. No. Was it Saturday night?
1: Yeah, it was like this. It might have been Sunday, honestly, like uh, the same day we were potting. I want to say it was like later that day or like on the, overnight. Because
2: on, or... on the website it was out and I remember being like at work and being like like trying to f- listen to it and the link was already broken and that was on Sunday during the day. Mm. So I'm thinking... Yeah, I think it was like Friday night or something, the the website went up, some people heard it, some people didn't catch it because then all of a sudden the link was broken. But enough people had downloaded it um, to like make it available and then you had one of those downloads and the track listing was not the official track listing that ended up being on streaming. So, when I say, like, the, the streaming version, I'm talking about that in comparison to the... This is for the viewers. I know you know what I'm talking about,
1: but... Yeah, because this was... What I got was basically, it it was in the same order, but it started at a different point and it ended at a different yeah. point.
2: Yeah, so, uh, I think it started with, like, track four or five or something. Yeah, someone but, just
1: caught it in the loop.
2: Yeah, so, I'm, like, listening to that version uh, for the... For the first time of me hearing it, and I'm like, man, I don't know about this. Because it starts out with just a really, like the most abrasive song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I don't know about this. And then I kind of like got into it more about the time of the, I think it's the Ariana Grande song, which is actually like the middle of the album. Yeah. But it wasn't It wasn't until the end of the version that you sent me. And that was when I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then we listened to the streaming version that's on Spotify. And that was way better listen like that was a way better uh uh order of tracks made more sense yeah yeah and right away i was like yo this is awesome i don't know if people a lot of people are always already saying that's better than awaken my love which i don't necessarily agree with yet but i do think it has potential to grow on me like awaken my love did like you said Mm -hmm. in a couple weeks i might be like really into this album or in a couple weeks, I'll be at where I am right now, where I'm like, this is just a really good album and is in the is in the running for like, you know, a top ten album of the year so far.
1: I'm I'm right there, man. Uh I'm not gonna shy away from having this in album of the year talks. I think yeah. you know, Gambino is a heavy, heavy hitter. Uh, I think he's the is only Is He the
2: biggest name that we've heard this year other than Uzi.
1: Uzi, him, the weekend. I know the weekend kind of deceives people with how uh, popular i mean like users. kind of in our circle though oh in like, our circle can I really yeah <laughs> i think when you're talking like uh critically anticipated records yeah yeah i mean yeah. gambino's got to be up there with the rihanna's the kendrick's and the likes
2: because i didn't even think about him when we were talking about like what we wanted to hear this year i didn't. Even, i did not think about him but I totally
1: he, am happy to hear from him. <laughs> yeah, he—he's really one of the only artists that I find bold enough to, uh, you know, do something like like how uh, groundbreaking Kendrick ended up actually, you know, being. Uh huh. Um. It just depends on, you know, Kendrick just ties things together in such a way, you know. It's 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 crazy what he's done. Uh, but Gambino I think more so than a lot of other artists has the tools to be similarly popular well-known but also really really take it there uh, because he did try some really abrasive things on this album and then did a lot of contrasting them with you know what you're hearing right now like some very beautiful melodies and leads and um, transitions too. some songs you noticed right like started out heavy or kind of, um, you know, they just sit funky a certain way, right? And then they would kind of uh, build or change into something uh, a little bit more easy on the ears, really, really melodic. Or the album in general just kind of goes back and forth between between doing those two different kinds of moods, I felt.
2: Yeah, I think he, he like, did a really good job of not... Um, it doesn't really sound like it sounds it, I'll put it this way it doesn't really sound like anything he's ever done but it also sounds a lot like everything he's ever done like yeah I totally I totally hear like because the internet vibes I guess I would say he maybe didn't get into like his rapping bag as much as he did on like earlier stuff no nah. but like I think he did a really good job of making like awaken my love was definitely like a one off, like kind of straying away from what his lane is a little bit.
1: It really like made me wonder thing. what he was Because I thought
2: maybe he'd make another album that was kind of just like that.
1: Uh huh, yeah. And I'm yeah. glad that
2: he didn't because it's really not the same. It has similar, like, textures and. But he kept all the and,
1: singing and he kept all the. Yeah. The. Um, the arrangement, like, the, the really deluxe arrangements. Yeah. He kept all that stuff but he did change the the cosmetics of the music um and i think he did some even more impressive impressive singing um oh yeah yeah i I mean
2: a couple of songs on here that are like the best his voice has sounded
1: yeah and uh this is just a random sidebar that i wanted to acknowledge about the song with 21 savage i think that's probably got to be my favorite too so far that and the ariana grande song and those those are definitely the front runners at the moment but he does like the whole first few minutes of this song and he is relentless with like yeah. the sing rap flow i mean he changes it up every few bars and just like hits it with a different um angle every time he spits something it's a it's a it's it's either singing or rapping or i don't but it's three minutes straight of this and he's just giving the track yeah. the absolute beat so yeah I'm I'm, I'm I'm with you on this being kind of the standout kind of hard to hard to beat after right. a, at least the first couple listens um 21 yeah, savage no, is pretty you. awesome on it too
2: oh yeah I, i've been wanting to hear some more 21 savage
1: me too to, me too, too and this is another thing that I love about uh, Childish Gambino and something I was reminded of when I went back and listened to This Is America a couple of days ago. You know, they got the 21 Savage ad-libs in that song. And then yeah. they also have the, the ad-libs from a couple other Atlanta rappers. But then Young Thug is on that song. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just it's cool how he always goes to cross over his brand with, with those guys. Some of the some of the coolest dudes yeah. out of Atlanta, like he, you he's know, cool. real recognized, real.
2: Yeah, he definitely has like one of the craziest circles in music. <laughs> he does.
1: He does. The best. Band- like he's
2: just as comfortable, just like with like a SZA or uh, or I mean, fuck the fact, uh, just for uh, for uh, example's sake, the fact that he has an Ariana Grande song and a Twenty One Savage song on the same record and they're both like those are two of the best songs on the record and this is a childish
1: Gambino record (laughs) yeah 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 that's nuts the range the range on this guy is is insane that's another thing about uh, this album uh, too the range Kaja
2: Kaja Bonet is on this too
1: oh she she is yeah she's not
2: like she's not credited the same way but she's on it
1: isn't she uh on this part in between when they between uh gambino and 21 savage yeah
2: it's on that it's on the same song
1: yeah yeah it breaks down okay cool yeah i was i was wondering who that was good good nugget yeah. of information there trent yeah i, l- I love kajibane oh yeah um yeah uh just to circle back to i guess like finishing thoughts we i've kind of said enough but this is going to be uh, up there for me um this has been the best weekend of music to me, considering that I also loved the weekend album too. So, um,
2: yeah, this was a good weekend.
1: Yeah, it was
2: kind of like a. It was kind of like a, un, like a surprisingly good. Like I didn't when I heard all that, other than the Gambino thing, which I was clearly like excited for. I really wasn't going into this thinking this would be a great week for music, but everything I that either. I heard, I liked. I didn't really hear a bad. Thing. And like like you mentioned yesterday, the childish major single Ooh, is awesome. Yes, like, and the key that's probably key one of the track? best singles I've heard all year. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, this
2: is good music.
1: This is a good weekend of music. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm I I'm gonna be bumping this in the in the weekend album both pretty strong. Uh, I guess right now I'll say. This probably edges out the weekend album for me. Like this might be the better of the two. Yeah. Just I, given very- I again, Gambino's just got the tools to do whatever. Yeah. And while the um the weekend album was very good, I think it just it impressed me with its consistency. Uh and that really requires the weekend to, you know, play to his strengths. Gambino's right. a different different dude. Oh
2: yeah. You can do everything.
1: Yeah. So, um, cool. I'm looking forward to reviewing this via obligatory, because I'm yeah. not I'm not 100 on my score yet.
2: I uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what I end up giving this thing.
1: Me too. I mean, it's, it's
2: I'm like thinking about it. I'm like my highest. This is my last little nugget, but my the highest rated album I have this year is still the Boldy James and Alchemist at, at 8.5
1: 8. or Eight four,
2: okay and i f- kind of feel weird giving this album less than an eight four, but i'm not sure like me personally i'm not sure this is my favorite album of the year so i can't really give it higher than an eight four.
1: <laughs> right that doesn't quite work out maybe you need to uh, inflate the maybe you need to inflate i might your... need to
2: bump up the bully
1: yeah like that could go to an eight six, eight yeah. seven or something like that
2: or this might just sit right at a four. This might be just tied. I don't know
1: yet. Yeah, there's there's always that. There's always that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm giving this a eight point five or or it, it's only going up from there. Yeah, I mean, it's
2: fair. Um
1: But yeah, that's I'm gonna shut down Gambino, and we're gonna punch back out, and we're All gonna right. head into that that the rest of this episode and that interview with them boys. The uh, boys. Estevan aka Chaz Matador and Hadrian Schmadrian. Uh good interview. Good interview. Um two really capable art makers uh and and musicians themselves got a project coming out uh in a couple days it's called Dangerous Goods. You'll be able to get it on Bandcamp and then YouTube. And then platforms, streaming platforms, Spotify on the thirty-first. Uh, but shout out to these guys, very fun to talk to as you've seen, you know, previously in the episode. But here we are focusing on them. And uh, Trent couldn't couldn't make it for the interview, so Trent just say uh, peace out to your to your fans.
2: Peace out, fans.
1: All right, all right, Estevan. The question I came in here really wanted to ask you was. <laughs> Uh, a lot of your endeavors so far, I've noticed, Like you make a good duo with, with several different people. So we had you on here last time with, at the time, Breakfast Boy Brax. Right. <clears throat> Y'all got the group Eyewash. Obviously, right. you've done the EP with Smythe. You've done other projects, small projects uh, with other artists, and uh, you're also co-host of a podcast yourself. Yeah. And that's two of you guys. Yes. So um, let's just take it from this project to the most recent project. Um, What's been different about the experience of doing the eyewash project that you came on here last time to to speak about um, versus the creative process with Hadrian and this project that you guys are coming with, um, you know, as far as just like music, what you guys are trying to do or accomplish or maybe where uh, your traits are different. Um, what have those two experiences been like, or what's this one been like in reference to your most recent project?
0: Um, I mean, they're kind of radically different projects a, and just b, just like radically different approaches just because like when me and Brax, when me and Brax make like eyewash, we're essentially just like, you know, a producer just sends us like a folder of like 15, 20 beats and like we have like multiple people who do that. And it's great. I'm not I'm not like downplaying that. It's cool. But it's like I don't know, we just like pick our favorite one and then we kind of just like loosely like rift on a concept and then we just recorded it and that's what it was. But but this project with Hadrian's uh it was like radically different because essentially like we spent, like, the first, like, five months just, like, tracking the instrumentals. Like, I was, for every, like, instrument you hear on the project, like, I was in the room as it was being recorded, and it was just this, like, weekly process. It was kind of this, like, slow and steady, consistent progress we made on it, and um, I don't know, it was just way different, because, like, I, you know, Hadrian, he has some, he has one moment, and it's in the song Reputation, where he has vocals but he's like he's a musician like he plays instruments and i'll play that uh, by the way
1: i got that loaded up right here so i'll play that while we're talking yeah
0: but um i don't know man it was just huge just it was just vastly different just like from the sheer facts that like i'm working with like a musician who just like doesn't make hip-hop or like he doesn't really like listen that much to hip-hop and he's He's been in a rock band for the past eight years, and I don't know, so I found myself just from that, just like, you know, Hadrian and Brax are very different, like, I don't know, it it made me approach the lyrics differently, but I think, I think to sum it up, like, just the, just like how close I was with the instrumental, and like, how I saw it grew every week, and how I was able to offer, like, a suggestion here and there, and, and Hadrian was always very receptive. And, um I mean, that's probably the biggest difference is that, like, the instrumentals were, like, completely created within conjunction of one another as opposed to eyewash. That's, like, you know, we're, like, getting beats that I'm sure that pr- producers, like, sent to, like, five other rappers.
1: Right. Hadrian. Uh, yeah. What, you know, what are some of Este's strengths, basically, that uh, you were attempting to cater to? You know, as he asked me that,
3: (laughs) Um, because there's a lot of them, Um, I don't know. It's I mean, coming into it, I didn't know what to expect. I'd only listened to uh, a little bit of what he had done. But we were co-workers and uh, um, I don't know, as as the project went into it, it started happening, you know, and uh, I realized that like he's got a great strength for just imagining kind of uh, sonic landscapes. Um, Kind of in a sense that where, you know, I could you know, I'm capable of playing many instruments and, you know, coming up with, you know, melodies and stuff, but sometimes you need somebody to give you a prompt, you know. Yeah. um, And he's really great for that. And you know, it kind of ended up being kind of easy for me to to do stuff with him, and it also helps that he's really open minded. Mm. Um, like, I, I feel like a lot of the songs on our EP um, could have easily like just been derailed
1: <laughs>
3: by by like you know uncertainty. But
1: uh, what do you mean by that?
3: I like, like you know like, uh, some, some some of them they kind of seemed like you didn't know where they were, they were going, going or like the, the melody was kind of, of like, like you know confusing
0: or like in uh, the earliest stages like yeah, sure we yeah tracking them we were just like wait like I have no idea like what that's gonna evolve into uh-huh. yeah yeah it was just there's a lot of uncertainty um, but, but I, I think. Like, like for, for
3: instance, like, like I, you know, like, I've been in punk bands and rock bands for most of my life and that's like my genre, genre for the most part, but, but I've wanted, wanted to branch out. And, and I think, uh, este was the perfect or Chaz was the perfect guy to do it with because, um, well, we, we come, come from different backgrounds and, uh, but we have a mutual appreciation for each other. And, uh, uh, He kind of, uh, I've always wanted to branch out and I think he has the open mind for that, you know, and uh, he would hear me play something and he would be like, oh, that's, that's it. Keep doing that. And um, it was nice to have somebody to do that with. And yeah, it was just a really fun experience.
1: Yeah, Chaz, you seem like a a good brainstormer because, yeah, you seem really uh, fun to have around in the idea-making stage. It's like Like a a brain brain
3: thunderstorm. thunderstorm. It's like like a brain brain (laughs) hurricane (laughs) sometimes.
0: I mean, that's funny you say that because, like, I I honestly kind of think that that's, like, uh, that's, like, that's, like, my favorite. I think my genuine passion is to brainstorm, like, I kind of thrive in the realm of ideas, but, like, the downside of that is, like, you know, there's, like, practical, like, logistical reality shit that you have to also, like, you got to, like, ground those ideas. And well, like, and that's, that's,
1: to- that's where I see this, uh, this unison you guys have for this project probably working out really well. Just based on what you're saying already, you know, I think you have a strong sense of imagination, and, Hadrian, it sounds like you have the means of execution in a lot of ways because it's, you know, again, I, I yeah, haven't I really...
3: yeah g- like to sum it up, yeah.
1: it sounds like you play a lot of instruments.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I, I play, I play all, all the rock, rock instruments um, well enough. enough. And then uh, I, think I think another, another cool thing, thing is I've been trying to get back into, like, keyboards and synthesizers and stuff lately and uh this was like like, kind kind of the perfect perfect project because i you know i don't listen listen to a lot of hip-hop but um the hip-hop that that i do listen to a lot of it is very heavily influenced by 70s music that i really 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 love like like, uh parliament and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and so you know i I just that's where i went went in my head and uh keyboards (laughs) and organs and uh synthesizers you know that I, really I really got, got to, fuck to fuck around with those, with
1: those a lot. And so. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing to me about, uh, I'll say rap. <coughs> I'll say rap in general is that, you know, rap is kind of the action. Um, and, and in a lot of ways, it helps define hip hop itself. But what you guys are doing, you know, Este can rap, Chaz can rap, uh, but you're delivering these instrumentals that. Uh, you know, swing pretty far left outside of the typical hip-hop realm, even though hip-hop is is growing to be really anything and everything now today, too, but... It is,
3: and I, I've noticed that. that, and you know, I've, I've heard, heard a lot of hip-hop, hip-hop that I'm like, like, wow, like, this doesn't even, like, like you know, because, you, you know, know there's, there's the hip-hop where it's like, like oh, you, you talk, talk about the beat, you know, you're, you're like, like alright, right, there's, there's the, the rap, rap and then there's the beat, but, mm-hmm. like, I've heard, I've heard a lot of hip-hop hop where it's like, that line is really blurred, and
0: it's, it's not, not even, even a beat anymore, anymore. it's like, like you know there's like, like
3: a crazy
0: it's just kind of crazy what's going like on composition and shit and yeah, like yeah.
3: um and that I'm, I'm very enticed by that idea and yeah um i don't know yeah. uh, Esteban's just got like a very wide-ranging musical taste um and I think that helped, too. I mean, had he not been into, into my band in the first place, like, we probably wouldn't have been doing this. Yeah,
1: it wouldn't have really worked. And,
3: and that, that kind of surprises, surprises me because, like, like, I mean, like, I, I we have fans, fans but, like, like uh, for someone who's so, so close, close to, like, hip-hop um, in the heart, you know, know to, be to be that into it, it, you know, just shows, like, a, a lot, lot of wide range and, like, interests and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and how, th- and how have things been going as Fire Nuns? What's, what's uh, going on in the world of Fire Nuns right uh, now? We're, uh,
3: we're currently kind of... Uh, we've slowed down because of a drummer situation. Our drummer uh, left the band. Um, but we did get the chance to record a couple songs with him. And right now we're just finishing those up. And then we'll probably release a little, uh, little two-song EP... Um, hopefully, sometime mm-hmm. soon. And uh, in, in the, the meantime, meantime, you know, I think I'm gonna, gonna actually keep working on stuff with uh, with uh, Chaz Manador.
0: Yeah, we're gonna like, as
1: in, like gonna, doing gonna, doing more music after this release. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Awesome. Um,
0: yeah, so I'm I'm really hyped. We're gonna make right now. The plan is we're gonna we're gonna do a Hadrian Schmadrian solo album which I think has has been, like, really boiling in him for a while. And that's, that's like, that's, like, why... That was another reason, like, why I wanted to do this project with him was because, like, selfishly, I just knew that, like, I wanted to, like, bring perspective into the instrumental aspect of it that, like, no one else would be able to get. get. I was was just, like, like, really really excited about that. that. But But then also also, I I would listen to Fire Nuns and I'd be, like, so so enamored by that music, and just, like, so, like, holy fuck, like, I love this shit, and, like, once I figured out that it was, like, really Hadrian writing a lot of it, like, I just, I heard just someone who, like, had, like, so many, like, musical ideas, and, like, I we were talking earlier about, like, Hadrian being the execution and me being the imagination, but, like, I don't know, like, my favorite song on the track, like, I didn't, I felt like I didn't say anything, like, maybe... Maybe I, like, pointed out, like, oh, I like that bass note, but, like, but, like, Hadrian, like, evolved the track just, like, completely on his own, and it's, like, such a weird, wonky, like, crazy, awesome track, and so I don't know, I, that was kind of a tangent, but, like, I just wanted to give Hadrian the space to make something that wasn't Fire Nuns, because I saw it, like, boiling in him, so that's why, you know, I'm, I'm hyped that like our project was like a segue into his solo stuff and he can do, uh, okay. he can like, experiment and explore even further because you know i love fire nuns and i want there to be more fire nuns records but it, you know like anything like it's that's what i like i feel like dancing around and like starting like all these different seeds like you were talking about how i was in like all these groups like I've almost <laughs> abused that. Like I've almost like, <laughs> I've almost like spread myself too thin and I saw Hadrian as someone who's been in one thing for eight years and like I haven't even been fucking rapping for eight years. So like I don't know, I just I wanted to give him like a place just for himself as a as a musician where like he could explore stuff.
1: Right. Well I appreciate people like you, Chaz, because uh I don't you're just someone who can kinda of dip their toes into a lot of different activities uh and 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 do it with a level of skill that is is like impressive that you can um that you just you have all these different interests and you have the the ability to execute them. So, yeah, I mean for you two, I mean, I know I said the execute execution and imagination thing, at the end of the day, you guys both have it uh because you have experience putting out music either as a band or as a person uh by themselves. Um you guys have dabbled in a lot of different types of media and art. Um, but uh, so you, you couldn't do that without having both of those things. But, you know, just in the way that I heard you guys describe yourselves, it's kind of like, okay, I see where, where you two meld really well together. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad we, we kind of, um, have, have paid attention to that in this interview. Cause I think that's important probably to what the final product is, is going to sound like, which you guys are dropping in like, well, by the time this comes out, it's gonna to be tomorrow.
0: Well, I the think, next day, I suppose. So, for the people that bought the Bandcamp pre-order, they're gonna get it in like two days. The streaming, like digital stuff on Spotify, won't come till the thirty-first. But I'm, I think I'm gonna drop like the the YouTube. Uh, the
1: YouTube full
0: stuff. link. Yeah. So, like, exactly. But no, I'm like, I'm like very excited to like have people listen to it I just feel it's like my favorite musical project I've done thus far just because it does like to me it like represents like the best out of anything I've done or been associated with like the type of music I genuinely like want to hear and that like a type of music that I think if I'm able to like make this going forward I think like rap would be worthwhile for me to continue doing and it's just like music that's just I don't know not to sound like too too, like pretentious but just like stuff stuff that that doesn't have like like, a clear a clear clear box box that you can can put it in and and just like things with ideas and things that are just like like, um yeah just just something that isn't so easily identifiable identifiable into 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 one into one place or one 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 setting genres yeah genres (laughs) <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited to to finally release this. We're fluid. Yeah, because <laughs> it's been a slow and steady process, and I'm I'm really happy to to have just finally ears on it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I'm looking forward to hearing the the whole thing. Um, Chaz, you also. I mean, dude, you've been you've been pretty busy despite we're we're having the whole pandemic and whatnot and everything shutting down now at this point. But one of the last social gatherings that that could have possibly happened in this city was the debut for the film that you started.
0: I know I was. Yeah, I was.
1: You guys even had to split people up into two theaters as to obey the the orders of of Governor Kate Brown.
0: We didn't. We didn't, we didn't end, end up doing that. Like, I don't want to like, get Hollywood theater, like, in like, trouble, but we didn't we end, end up doing that, that, which I'm glad because, like, because I don't know, it would have been, been a diluted... Yeah. Well, I'm, like, I feel kind of bad that, like, dude, the amount of the amount of COVID in that room was probably hella high. <laughs> but, um, no, selfishly, like, yeah, I'm very thankful that that night happened because it was the last screening before Hollywood closed for a month, and, like, who knows, like, when it's going to open again. So... It was like the last screening before then, but yeah.
1: So tell me a little bit about the movie because I didn't, I I, I was really sad that I didn't get to come and actually see it. I only knew about, you know, just what you had teased thus far.
0: Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I was in a movie, I starred in a movie called I Need You Dead that was uh, written and directed by another really close friend, Rocco, who's, he's got a, you know, he's, He's definitely a, a working creative here in the scene. But um, he's a really good friend. I met him in line at a Death Grips concert, like, about four or five years ago. We both we both showed up, like, three hours early to a Death Grips concert. And we just happened to, like, be... We happened to just, like, stand right next to each other in line. And we just started talking. And that's how, it, that's how we became friends. And then we made some, like, music videos together because we were both we were both, like, music people who, like, also were really into movies and, like, had, like, movie stuff that we could show. So we kind of, like, bonded through that just from being, like, walking those two planes. And then, yeah, I don't know, like, a year and a half ago, he really started, like, writing the script, and he would, like, ask me for feedback, yada, yada, yada. He, like, starts fundraising. He's a very industrious individual. He's very... He he works really hard, but... um yeah so essentially it's like a horror comedy. He wrote and directed it it's uh I was actually really hyped i'm I'm hyped to say that like after watching the movie like I'm hyped to say that I genuinely enjoy it and I think it's it's a very um it's very funny it's unsettling and has a very unique tone about it i think it's it definitely like exists on its own terms and I don't think there's a whole lot that um it's just a, it's a unique movie, and I'm just happy to be involved in something like that because I don't know, you know, like I was involved with that, but I don't know acting in movies. I I think film is for sure like the filmmaker's medium. Like I kind of just consider myself like a player in that. I think it's de- it's definitely like his project, or at least that's how I consider it. But yeah, he's gonna like you know, I mean, if the fucking pandemic we'll see it's kind of a weird time to just like put out a movie
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah gonna...
0: so well, depending on how the rest of the year goes there should be screenings and yeah okay
1: well i, I, I hope good. i can yeah. go to one of those i hope i can see it um... yeah
0: I hope people to see it too we'll see i don't know who fucking knows dude i have no idea <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's really uh, it's really all up in the fucking air right now. So I know. But- um, well, yeah, I'm sorry about the timing of that because you know you want to continue to promote this thing and get people to see it, but it, it's I mean y'all just made it uh, in terms of the timing with the, sh- the r- initial showing, and um, I'm glad you guys at least got to do that.
0: I know, and it's also just right. like a weird time to like self-promote anything, <laughs> right? Because like it's just such like a <laughs> it's such a scary time right there are other uh,
1: things that are more important than a podcast or a movie
0: arguably but like that's why honestly like i don't feel bad about promoting me and hadrian's thing because not to not to like put an expectation in your head or to give too much away but i do think there are like apocalyptic apocalyptic
1: yeah vibes
0: (laughs) i think there really are and like i'm just so in a way like I i think it would be like I, I think, think the project, project is, is like good, good music to, to, listen to listen to, to, to give, give you like sh- this kind of like manic, like supernatural strength as you go about this crumbling world. So I don't know. I don't feel bad about promoting me and Hadrian's thing, but. <laughs> I, I
1: fuck with that. Also, people yeah. are mad bored right now. People are yeah, mad bored. So perfect time. it's actually like, the perfect time to be a podcaster because, you know, my, my job is now to entertain. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a I have a duty to 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 handle. During the pandemic. I got a role to play. Yeah, you It's it's an important one. And so so. do you guys. Yeah. Um, Cool, man. Let's go ahead and... uh, I mean, let's wrap it up around there. Dangerous Goods is on its way out. Y'all are going to hear it very soon. You can pre-order it on Bandcamp. Is that right? Uh,
0: You You can can pre-order at Bandcamp for $5 or anything more you want to throw us. And um, it'll be be available on YouTube. By the end of the
1: week, and um, it'll be on streaming on the thirty-first. All right, I'm excited. Sorry, excuse
0: me. No, it's all good. I'm
1: excited about the streaming it being. I mean, I'll I'll hear it as soon as I can. Really excited about it being on streaming. The ease of access is always always really nice, and um, the ability to throw it in playlists and whatnot. And I'm really excited to hear what y'all come with. Again, uh, genre fluid, without boundaries. Um, a bit supernatural, maybe extraterrestrial, manic, well, uh, even?
0: No, nah, well, I don't, nah, I don't know. You just, no, just let the music. Yeah, I don't know.
1: No, no, I'm not letting this music speak for itself. We're, I'm speaking for this music. <laughs> I'm hyping this all the way up. Uh, yeah, we've had two really, really awesome creatives here. Again, uh, just even the conversation we just had uh, can allude you to some of their talents, but can could not possibly uh, give you the full specter of what these guys have been uh, engaging themselves in over their their artistic careers. I know, um, even though I don't know, I I, I get the sense, the feeling, um, or at least I've heard, you know, you you guys have been um, really responsible for a lot of good art out there in different mediums and different genres. And uh, so I'm really excited to see you guys come together on a project. It's really cool.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm very
1: excited and thankful. thankful. Thank you, Hadrian, for agreeing to do it. <laughs> um, and I'll I'll uh, make sure to keep doing my due diligence and and keep going. I mean, I haven't heard every Estee project, and I haven't heard every Fire Nuns. There's there's I can get Fire Nuns on on like streaming too, right? Yeah. Spotify and whatnot.
0: Yeah, they've got like five projects, projects, and they've got, got some. some no, they, I the the Fire Nuns Fire dive, dive is. is definitely worth it they've got some songs that you're like holy
1: fuck this is just like a great it's a great song but yeah you guys are our album arts are amazing um yeah please check out fire nuns please check out chaz matador uh please check out i need you dead yeah when that when that's possible uh please check out dangerous goods the new ep coming out very very soon uh anything else you guys want to make sure somebody might want to know about y'all can plug anything at this time.
0: Uh, Fuck. (laughs) Hadrian, what do you got? Do you know anyone? What are they doing? I just wanted to
1: make sure I didn't miss anything important is all.
0: Uh, uh, I'm supposed to plug stuff.
1: You can plug stuff.
3: Oh, uh, fuck. I mean, if at the very
1: least, you can plug your Instagram at Chaz Matador, right?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah sorry, sorry. My bad. bad. You, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the reason, reason why I changed my name from, from Este to Chaz, Chaz Matador, just because it's easier to find. But yeah, yeah if you want to, like, look, find yeah, my yeah, stuff yeah, online, just, just do, do uh, anything, anything slash Chaz Matador. Chaz just Google Chaz Matador, Chaz Matador and everything comes, comes up because, because like, like, no one else.
1: I was going to tell you that. That was, I mean, Este was always a cool name because it's your name, but I, like, chaz matador is so much more singular and like you said exactly. if i google chaz matador you're the only thing that's going to come up i think that's really important and
0: that's, and that's like, like the, main, the main that's truly like the the main reason why i did it i just i just, I just didn't think este was, was just like, like an easy it was just my nickname it's like oh just call it este but like that's like e-s-t-e is like the foremost general words you can put together and like yeah
1: yeah i think it's a i think it's a much more marketable name. Not that there was anything wrong with Este. It was like, but Ch- Chaz Matador's just got such a ring to it. Oh, and, nice uh, nice. no, I thought that was awesome when, when I saw that little, that little change, uh, come across. Cool. Uh, but yeah, Ch- at Chaz Matador, uh, Hadrian, are there any social medias where I can find you at? Cause I don't even know if I follow you personally.
3: Um, uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my name is Hadrian Schmadrian on Instagram. um,
1: that's Hadrian Facebook. with an H in case someone hasn't been has yeah, been yeah. hearing just Adrian this whole time. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, Hadrian Schmadrian. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, my name on Facebook is Waylong Jeggings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you heard it here first, man. That's where to find them, man.
3: Hi. Uh, All right. Yeah, well, Fire Nuns is on Instagram too. Uh, yeah. So is it just at Fire Nuns?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on to the, the show. Great episode. Oh,
0: thank you so, so much, man. I, I, I respect, respect what, what you do, and I appreciate it a lot. I respect I that, that you just, just, like, take local artists seriously.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's been paying off when the, the I've just been trying to mix as much of, of that stuff in with all the other normal stuff that I'm suggesting to people all the time. And, uh yeah, that's, that's been the most effective way to do it. You know, just like present it just as seriously as I would, you know, the other music hey, that we're yeah. talking about. So that's why it all fits together in the podcast and that's why it all fits together and in, in other areas too. So yeah, I mean, I have to thank you guys just as much. You, you guys helped me make the show just as much as, uh, I help make certain aspects of the show. So thank you guys. Thank you. Killer episode. Thank you. Thanks for for uh withstanding uncharted territory with us on the on the (laughs) pod several several uh uh what are we several cuts to go through now we got like a few different we got one like hour and a half long recording and then a few more like 12 11 minute or like 30 minute ones so i know i feel bad bad for you dude no it's all good this is what we sign up for so all right, man, season three episodes, sorry, season four, episode seven. That's in the books, New Music Monday podcast, Bridge City Boys, uh, Rip Pax. We left Pax uh, in the dust about 30 minutes ago. Uh, and, yeah, Chaz Matador, Hadrian Schmadrian, thanks a lot, guys.
0: Thank you, dude. Stay okay. safe, stay clean out there.
1: Yeah, you too. <laughs> Peace.
0: All right, man. See ya.